Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is a crowd podcast. Hello, Deck. Hello there, George. How are you? I'm really good, buddy. Really, really, really good. Uh, I had a great weekend, of, great weekend of boxing. Oh, yeah. uh, the ABAs have started. I think they call it the elites now or something. I don't know. So I yeah. can't keep up with the wordings, but they've started. Yeah, they don't Youth. call it the ABAs anymore. Nah. That's very old school. Yeah, I'm way out of touch there. Mm. But so are all our listeners, I bet. So I'm speaking to us guys. Yeah, keeping it's it the, national, the, the National Amateur Championships is what the, it is. What, the NACs? NACs. The NAC. Well, I'm not, no, but that's what it is. Whatever you want to call it, it's the, the elite, uh, it's the top line amateur boxing. And Na- Dale Nax. Youth, of course, are well... The Knacks, Dale Youth, of course, are always well represented. So they're, they're underway, are they, as of this weekend? Yeah, 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 yeah. They've got a few lads in, a few lads in. Um, and, yeah, they're through. So some have had a buy, some, oh. some, some have boxed. You know, it's a new... It's, a, it's, it's different from in my day, Deck. You had to box, like, a, f- a few hundred times to get out of, like, the Northwest yeah. Division of it's London. James, but now... That's box James DeGale. Yeah, Box future Olympic champions to get out of your divs, but um, no. And then Friday, I was up in um, magnificent Telford. So, mm. for many listeners, that wouldn't be up, but obviously, me being a Londoner, anything you know, north of like Kensal Rise is uh, north. So, we had to go up north for that. It was lovely, it was good. Mm. Uh, there was some terrific boxing, and it's a big week of boxing this week, deck, isn't yes. It? And this, we're, go- we're gonna have a series of delights for the listeners ears and some for the eyes throughout this week because it's Saudi week and the heavyweights are out there's there's a couple of good fights a couple of great fights and uh, a big week of boxing deck yeah we want to get into that before we do though let's have a little look over um what happened at this uh, at the weekend so we'll start it's very much uh, as our producer Rob flagged and this was genius it's the night of the Ford. It's a how about that of the Ford? But we're going to start at the Tell Ford first. Oh, specifically, Tell Ford, yeah. And then we're going to think about Ray Ford. But Tell Ford first, the Telford International Centre in particular, because that was where Sam Eggington, the Eggman himself, he doesn't call himself the Eggman, but I do. He served <laughs> up another cracker. Sorry. Um, <laughs> but he did. Egg, uh, Eggman he, on cracker. Yeah, Eggman. He served up another cracker. Um, uh, he whipped up a storm. 
you know what he's like, Sam Eggington. He brings the heat, literally. And that's, that wasn't even supposed to be a pun, but it kind of works a bit on the cooking theme. But anyway, he boxed <laughs> a Bas Barral uh, and it ended for him in a majority defeat. Um, you, a Bas Barral won. You're walking on eggshells with these puns. There oh my God. <laughs> see, see I've, I've already moved on from the puns and you're still getting them. It's like, you can't let me finish on one. Anyway, Abbas Barral won a majority decision. Mm. Um, you were there ringside. It was another um, all action showdown inclu- in, involving Sam Eggington. What was yep. the crack, George? Well, first of all, we was in Telford, which is a lovely, <laughs> lovely place. But I couldn't work out why we was in Telford. Cause mm. I, I don't think there was any fighters from Telford on the card unless I missed it, you know. So, obviously, Burrell, um US-based now, I think he is. Like, he's trained. He came over with Jorge Rubio, a uh, Cuban coach, usually based out of Miami, but I know he moves about. Mm. Um, so, he's left the, the sort of the Booth gym. I'm not sure who he was training with out of the Booth gym in, in South London, but... Yeah, because he's he, mates with Harlem Eubank, wasn't he? And, mates well, with he Harlem. Is. Mick yeah. Conlon, ECM, was mm. there. He was there to support... Um, Oh, can I just jump in? Can I just interject there? Just on the subject of Mick Conlon. I saw he did, and this is anyone from the Strava Shreds group, he did a half marathon today around the um, Olympic Park in about, in sub four minute kilometres. The, the guy is an absolute machine. Anyway, carry on. So we did Telford on Friday, he did a half marathon yesterday, but carry on. He was supercharged from, from Telford, yeah, clearly. <laughs> um, carved up. He carved up, yeah. <laughs> but um, no, it was... It, it was it was a good show. It was and the fight, the main event fight, it's one of them ones for Channel Five, and they're usually pretty good at it. They deliver these really entertaining to watch fights. You know, they they haven't got the budget to secure the the huge names in the huge fights, but they'll put together a good trade fight. And I think that's, a, that's I don't think people mind being called a trade fight at this point. And Eggington, you're always wondering, is he going to deliver? on that he usually always does you know he boxed and I can never pronounce the dude's name uh, on Channel 5 a few years ago and it won fight of the year yeah like Jiku or something Jiku yeah. yeah and they, shout out Jiku yeah shout out Jiku yeah and I don't know who counted but someone counted uh, the punch output of Eggington which was like it finished up at like 1300 punches so he's, he's averaging <laughs> yeah. over 100 punches around like yeah. that's not a nice night for anyone mm. Um, the main event starts and it's it's great. I mean, it, for me, on my scorecards, it was ebbing and flowing each and every way and every round was slightly different. You know, I was literally tit for tat, one round this way, one round that way, one round red, one round blue for like the first, maybe even up to the first half of the fight. Uh, and each guy was coming out and giving a different look. So Barrow at times you think, oh, he's letting his hands go too much or he's moving too much and this is going to suit Eggington. And then whilst he's doing that, at the end of the round, he'll finish off and he'll land half a dozen sort of fucking hard shots. And you're like, oh, that's got to be taking its toll on Eggington. You know, I bet he comes out slow the next round. He doesn't. He comes out and he's sharp. And then you're thinking he's going to press and let his hands go and he don't. He fights at long range and he's trying to shoot long jabs and, and long right hands into the chest and stuff like that. So we saw a little bit of everything within that fight. After about the sixth round, I thought Burrell just got his feet under him, got got a tempo right, started backing um, Eggington up, and and for me, started racking up a couple of rounds. Um, so that second half of the fight, I sort of get, maybe gave Eggington one round, I think, out of the five or six. Can't remember what what what, the, what my card was. Maybe one was even as well. 
Mm. Um, so worthy winner then, Burrell. Worthy winner eyes. for me, Burrell. Mm. But it was one of the ones where I thought Burrell won, but he could have won by one round or he could have won by five rounds. It depends yeah. how some of the rounds could have gone either way. And it kind of was that on the judges' scorecards. The first one goes 114-114. And you're like, ooh. But then when the next one goes a bit wide, I think 117-111, you're like, okay, well, that's got to go for Burrell. And it does. Mm. Um, huge win for him. He was in bits after. I, I don't even think he managed his post-fight press conf, uh, post-fight interview ringside with Dave Farah, who's like the sweetest, loveliest guy in boxing. So uh, I'm not sure if that's what set him off, because <laughs> it wouldn't have been a hard line of questions from, from Dave. He's great. So, and he said to, I couldn't hear what he was saying, but he turned to me off. He goes, I just had to stop it there because um, he was crying. I said. He looked like he had tears in his eyes. I think the win must have meant a lot to him, mm. um, which is great. And Eggington is a tough man. Hard nights work. He he takes a right hand in the third round and his gum shield goes flying. That and was mad. I, I thought, how is he still standing? It looked like a right hand that that I got hit with <laughs> at Wembley. <laughs> Except his gum shield goes and his legs don't. Like he's just he, he's recovered and yeah, there's like question, a m- question about that. A question about that moment because I thought that obviously the gum shield comes out. The ref is not at liberty to jump in straight away and get the gum shield back. In fact, they're not supposed to. I thought that sort of stopped Burrell from going in and following it up because the ref was like stop, 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 and got the gum shield back. Yeah, was that weird? Mo- I thought, hold on, that's not really on. No one seems to complain. Yeah, it's I. I I'm not sure exactly what the ruling is there. So I think mm. it's like down to the referee's discretion to let it keep going. And I was, sometimes you think the referee hasn't noticed, so he lets it go on. And then he notices and he doesn't want to, it's almost <laughs> like football. Like you just yeah. want it, they'll wait till it'll go out of play for a sec. Or you think there's going to be a lull. But um, yeah, uh, yeah. But sometimes, as you say, the referee dives in straight away. Mm to give him a chance to get his a little break yeah because they wash it and that absolutely yeah and if you've got a good cornerman you hand it to him he drops it and by the end of it the referee says just get it in his mouth put it in his mouth (laughs) (laughs) he's been there for like 45 seconds trying to um, dental floss the the fucking little bit of feathers and and dust that's landed Mm. just while it's bounced off the canvas so uh, but yeah no that was yeah that was a good good spot from you Deck. thank you yeah, but Eggington didn't budge anyway, so he probably, you know, Burrell could have done what he could have hit him with a shovel and you probably would have kept him up. Um, one on Burrell, he's 15-1 and one now. The only defeat was a split to Jack Kulkai like four years ago now, so quite a long time. And in that division, obviously we've got Jamel Charlo, we've got Tim Zhu at the top of it, Brian Mendoza, people like that. Good, good, Some good champions. But then it's kind of wide open beneath them. How far do you think Burrell, based on what we saw at fifteen and one, I think he's twenty nine years old now. Is he? Is it? Does he? Is he capable of climbing up and getting, if not winning the world title, but like getting hold of some of those bigger, bigger names, getting in big fights in the next two, three years? Yeah, it's it's a, it's an interesting one, Dick, because they, it felt like he must have been rushed. And I wasn't really following his career diligently at the time, but to fight Kulkai after, you know, yeah. Handful of fights, surely, you know. Um, and he loses on a split. Cool guy, really good German based boxer. You know, he's been around for, for a long time now. Been in with some big names, had some great performances. So that felt like a bit of a rush. And then you're like, well, how, but as you say, how long can you wait and sit yeah. on it now at 29? Does he want to motor on and try and get world title fights? I can't see him beating those guys. He, you know, is he going to beat 
a Charlo? Is he going to beat a Tim Zhu? I don't think so. You think if you put T- Tim Zhu in with Eggington, would he have got rid yeah. of him? You know, and part mm. of you thinks, yeah, he would have. He, he would. He, he would have got, he got rid of him without a doubt. Yeah. Mm. So, but then looking at who else is out there and around him, you mm. know, who, who could that be? That was a tough fight for him against Eggington. He had to dig deep. I think at times, you know, he had to break his break his heart. Eggington got a nasty cut over the over the left eye, sort of in the, the last third of the fight, um, but he just just, gr- just grinds it on. You know, there's no there was no panic in his corner, Eggington's corner. There's no panic from Eggington. There was no real sign of right. He's he's on his way out. Uh, even though at times I thought, oh, maybe he might be. So yeah, at 29, maybe another year of fighting sort of the gatekeeper type fighters of the division, maybe a former world champion or two, maybe someone else in and amongst it. You know, he's just won the European title. That will improve his ranking, certainly, definitely with the WBC and stuff like that. So yeah, you know, I think I think he's deserving of, of a shot, providing he's maybe one or two wins away. But um, I, I, I wouldn't you know, step him in with with a with a Tim Zhu right now or or a Charlo because I, I don't mm. think I don't think he's quite there yet. But he he might get there. You know, a bit of momentum. First fight with Rubio. Rubio is a, a very experienced coach, usually a very technical coach. So it takes a fight or two to get in the groove with him. Um, but nah, I think they were happy. Cool cats. Mm. That um, just a bit of news in that division. The WBA belt has now been stripped or relinquished by Jamel Charlo who's not the champion anyway and I'll have in, in Saudi mate I don't think you, can you make 11 stone anyway six, six weeks off shreds you're, like, you're going to have to argue with Israel Madrimov and Magomed Kurbanov who uh, are, are going to be boxing or they look like they're going to be boxing with a vacant title in Saudi however there seems to be an issue with Madrimov's scan and this is under British Boxing Board Control auspices by the way so this is up to the them that our board to decide and apparently there's there's um a big there's a problem and it could be pulled that fight so the mm. wba could be completely vacant so my thinking was just Baral, european champion he's not you know he's a couple of maybe one or two big wins away and he's right up there and if he if he's not winning those fights he could get a big money fight out uh, against one of those guys um what about eggington he's 30 only 30 mm. i remember when he signed for matchroom he was 20 that was so long ago. I mean, it was 10 years ago, but like he's, his career is mental. And it's just, you look down his box record, it's just war, 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 got beat, stop someone, war. It's mental. Yeah. Amazing servant to the sport. We got to get him on here to be fair. It's mad we haven't got him on, but he's 34 and nine now. Mm. Um, I mean, it's not like he's fading or anything based on what we saw against Barrow either. What, like, what do you do with him? What does, what, what comes next for, for Sam Eggington? Yeah. <sighs> Because I think I think one I think it was Bunce he said to me and I haven't double checked it but he won the British title nine years ago, <laughs> so because he's got that veteran feel hasn't he? He's got that veteran feel and obviously he's been now with so long he's almost in double digits losses now you know so yeah. but he's had a couple of harsh decisions on the road, um, he's been he's been matched hard but he's had some decent wins and and you can't sleep on him you know so mm. you know. Pickford found that out last time out. You know, they, they, they matched it. Pickford on paper should have been a massive favourite. Obviously, when you go between the lines, you know, like the vast majority of his wins are against journeymen, but he's a big puncher 
and Eggington just blew him away, like blew mm. him away. And then what you know, once you get and look at the stats and who's box two, you're like, oh, actually, no, Eggington's a massive favourite in this fight, and he sh- and he displayed it. So you know, but how many years ago was that fight with Bradley Skeet, where Bradley yeah, Skeet so, boxed, outboxed him? You know, yeah, that was 2016. So that was eight years. So yeah, Bunce was spot on. He beat Glenn Foot for the British title, the British welterweight title. That was 2015. And then he defended it once successfully against Day 11's one on points. And then he boxed Bradley Ski. And that was 2016. So, four, in fact, four, sorry, eight years ago this month, that Ski fight, that was for the British and Commonwealth. And he's been going, you know, he's boxed Frankie Gavin, Paulie Malanaji, um, Mimune, all these people. It's just, you look at Liam Smith, like Pucci, boxed Pucci, um, Ted Cheeseman, like it's mad. Mm. And he's a veteran, he is, and he's 30 years old. Um, mm. I think everyone knows that you're going to get, like, if you put him on TV, you're going to get a good fight. You're going to get a good show. And that's what they really want, especially Channel 5, don't they, where they just go to the main event and it's like, give us some action. Mm. So, yeah, he has a value. He's always going to have a value. And um, he is kind of also going to be that acid test for a lot of fighters, a lot of prospects who... Yeah, that's it. He's the gatekeeper for sort of that that sort of world class division. You know, if you get through him, your European title standard and above, and you might be a fight or two off. You know, being here and there with the, with the top top boys. You know, I thought he took a lot of punches. He always does, but he, he looked like he took a lot of punches. Um, and just because he can, and that, therefore he does, doesn't mean he necessarily <laughs> should. Um, but he's got a bit of a bit of boxing ability about him, and it felt like. You know, you know, when two fighters are billed, one's told, oh, yeah, he he's the boxer. He's the, the standout amateur. He's going to have the boxing skills. But let's see if the other guy can break his heart because he just takes all the punishment and then walks through it and, and gets you in the end. And there was a feel to Eggington's boxing was that, no, I'm not that guy. I can box a bit. I could, you know, I've got a good jab. I've got good shots. And at times, you know, he was he fought on the front foot, on the back foot. He had low hands. He was... um sort of pulling square and throwing a stabby right hand and you know a guy who fights with a lot of confidence and and belief in his ability so it's it's up to it's obviously totally up to him I don't know where he would go next but I'm sure his phone will be ringing soon do you want another do you want another another great fight another big fight um I'm sure he doesn't want to keep throwing 1300 punches at a fight or you know getting cut and Taking a few shots, taking a few wallops, but um, I'd yeah, watch him against fun. Josh Kelly. Yeah, I'd, I think I'd watch that. He might chew through Josh Kelly. Josh yeah. Kelly might blast him away. He might be the one who you know Liam yeah, yeah. stopped him in five, but Josh Kelly might switch his lights out. But also, if he's there after three rounds, yeah, all he, over him. He might. Josh Kelly might be thinking, "Oh, I don't like this. I don't like this." Uh, you know, mm. if you're looking after Josh Kelly, that's not 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 a fight for you, really. No. In my opinion right now no but they're both you know both sort of on the same channel and stuff I guess still I mean Kelly was on the zone last time and so so I mean he's bet Eggington's as good as the guy the guys that that Kelly's been boxing recently um I'd, I'd I wouldn't mind seeing that just for instance anyway I think that's enough of Telford should we go to Rayford yeah let's go to Rayford thank Where you is let's that? go to Rayford uh so it's that's actually just north of the M6 is it oh. yeah Ray, Rayford uh Rayford aka Ray Ford um, and this is at the Turning Stone Casino in Verona. Um, and he became the new WBA featherweight champion by virtue of the most dramatic 12th round stoppage. Seven seconds left on the clock behind on all three cards. It's like one of those moments, you know, you couldn't you couldn't make it up. Mm-hmm. Uh, he stops Otobek Kolmatov 
who was leading, as I as I mentioned before, to win the belt. Um, and George, just a, just a stat from Steve Farhood, who, who came up with this, is the 15th fighter in history, only the 15th, to trail going into the last round and then win by stoppage. So this doesn't happen very often. Certainly doesn't happen usually with seven seconds left. It's just like Roy of the Rovers stuff, or should I say Ray of the Rovers didn't, not even a smile. Didn't even, not I, one I, chuckle, I'm just a smile. Is that like a Coronation Street <laughs> reference? I don't know what that uh, means. Roy of the Rovers stuff is like, Roy of the Rovers was an old magazine and it obviously had amazing storylines in it because it's a fucking magazine. But oh, this you're is, talking about literature and reading. Like, that's your world, not my yeah. world, mate. I but don't understand that stuff. Anyway, Matt, Matt it's, it, was, it was great, wasn't it, George? Did you, uh, you see the stoppage? It was, it was very dramatic. Yeah, I haven't seen the fight, but I saw the stoppage. It was very dramatic. And then mm. part of you, you're like, Obviously, if someone's winning and there's only seven seconds left, you're like, how badly will <laughs> yeah, it hurt? Must be how, much, how did you, you know, it's like, there's only seven seconds. You've only got to take seven more seconds of punishment. Uh, and if you're up on the scorecard, you're through. And the referee made the right decision. I mean, I, I've got to say, I've only seen that last little finish, but he sort of, he stumbles into the ropes. He, he should have gone down and took mm. those seven Facing seconds on his knee. Way, isn't he? Um so, yeah, but it was a, an epic finish. And I mean, this. so this is, he's the 15th person in history to win a world title fight in the yeah. in being down on the cards with a stoppage win in the last round, in the 12th round. Is it the 12th round or just the last round? So how far back in history right. are we going? Are we talking about, is there any 15 rounders out there? My first thought was... You Cole know, Frotch. Well, I said Cole Frotch. Cole Frotch hmm. against Jermaine Taylor. I thought this he, one, this I don't one know came if he, was he down on the cards? He should yeah, have been down was. on the cards. Yeah, he was. Yeah. Oshaki Foster last last year. That's where Farhad came up with the stat. Mm. Oshaki Foster did it last year. Can you remember the Julio Cesar Chavez one? Um he stopped against Meldrick Taylor, he stopped him with like two seconds left. Brutal. But anyway, it was very fucking dramatic and it was uh I, I thought I fancied Kolmatov and he was winning the fight, obviously, like as we said. But Ray Ford, man. And also he becomes the first so he's one of Matt he's a matchroom USA fighter mm. remember back back when they we went to America and they made the signings like him Amo Williams and Nikita Abibi and other people like that he's the first guy that they taken from in in the USA taken as an from an amateur to world champion it's the first guy they've done the whole journey with um How Eddie Hearn tweeted, that was only his 16th fight and his debut was in 2019 the March of 2019 so What's that? Exactly five years. Five years. So that's five about right to go from, from turning pro to win the world title. Five yeah, that's, years. That's, that's about That's about a fair effort. But I didn't know Matchroom had been global for five years. That feels like it's flown, hasn't it? Yeah. Um, I yeah, suppose that, they were the, double dipping for a while, weren't they? They were still on Sky oh, yeah. for so mm. long, but actually the zone everywhere else. Yeah. yeah. So well, congratulations, so he, Matchroom. Hearn tweeted, I've enjoyed some unbelievable moments in this sport. My God, that was right up there. And the new, um, and and the new indeed, or into in a division with the likes of Lee Wood, Josh Warrington, all you know all those boys that we know, um, Luis Alberto Lopez also won at the weekend. Interestingly, however, Nick Ball fights Ray Vargas for the WBC featherweight title uh, in Saudi on the Joshua undercard this week. Um, Nick Ball, of course, real handful. It's a big acid test for him, though, against the Mexican Ray Vargas, who's the champion. Uh, but Hearn suggested if Nick Ball wins, and he might just win, that they'll look to do Ray Ford against Nick Ball 
in a unification fight on the matchroom versus Queensbury five versus five on June the first. So that'd be good. Ford v Ball. Yeah. Or Ball v Ford. I mean, Ford. The Ford do Rams, don't they? But I don't think they do balls. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Ford Focus. Yeah. <laughs> yes, they. Yeah. What would what would it, what would it be called? I mean, the, Cortina. Yeah. No, what's, what's what we need is Ray Ford against Joe Cordina. <laughs> Joe Cortina. <laughs> Ford Cortina. Ford Cordina. Anyway, fucking hell, we're, we're babbling on. We need to have a break in a sec. I've got one more thing I wanted to draw your attention to. Jake Jake Paul, not Jake Ball, Jake Paul won at the weekend as well. But most interestingly on that card, he boxed a guy, um, another boxer. He stopped him. But uh, it was Amanda Serrano was supposed to fight on that card as well against Nina Menke. Right, but she got her hair dyed on Thursday. She went for a run on Friday and got hair dye in her eye, and then turned up at the venue on Saturday thinking her eye was better. If you see this way, and she's got shades on, and the doctor on Saturday was like, "You can't box," and so they had to get them out both in the ring. Serrano's in tears. Jake Paul's like, Jake Paul is like, "Oh, sorry, but this fight's not happening." She's got hair dye in her eye. Um, they paid Menke. They uh, they said they'll get it back on. It's just mad. No wonder Poor she was in Amanda tears. Serrano. Yeah. Well, she had purple tears coming down her face, yeah? <laughs> Fucking hell. I bet you looked like Prince, didn't it? Die another day. Purple um, rain. No, purple uh, rain. Oh. Blue rinse. Yeah, that's bad, isn't it? It happens to uh, happens to the best of us with you know, to, locks, but... It happens to you these days. She should have... Oh, purple. Mm. Purple rain. She must have, I mean, no, must I, have no been... I don't know if they were purple. I don't know where you've got that from. She just dyed her hair. I don't, she, don't, Do you... I don't think it was purple. I thought she dyed her hair purple. That's what you said. Did I? No, I, did, I didn't mean to. She just had dyed her hair. But she, and on Thursday, she dyed her hair. I don't know what the colour is exactly. I haven't got my colour wheel with me, but um, it went in her eye on Friday. It's like Craig David's bad follow-up. Yeah. Got her hair dyed on Thursday. <laughs> went in her eye on Friday. <laughs> on Saturday, she's crying. Anyway, one more thing, sorry, before I have to ask did, you this, George. Did she chill on this. Sunday? She, no, I mean, she probably did. She didn't have a fight, so yeah. she's probably fuming today. Um, I've got to ask you this, George, because you've been causing trouble on mayhem actually yeah. I could say the amount of people who sent me this clip on Saturday was you on Boxing Social saying well let's be fair here you said I wasn't there so I don't know if uh, if if what's his name Tyson Fury cut himself I don't know that uh, but it's anything is possible I didn't see it that's a good way to get out of a fight etc if you haven't seen the clip go and see it anyway <laughs> People absolutely lost their shit about you saying that, about that clip, um, which you've say, as, as stated is, is one small soundbite from a 50-minute interview. But can I just set the record straight? Do you think Tyson Fury cut himself? I Just yes or no? No, just yes or no. Do you think Tyson Fury cut himself to get out of the initial Alexander Usyk date? Simple question, yes or no? Dramatic pause. Oh fucking hell! Don't say it. No, he I can't help himself. No, to to be honest, ah, <laughs> uh, no, no, like yeah, there we go. No, like Fun. I don't. Uh, I'm glad. I'm glad you said. I, that. I, I can't. Believe- I don't. But but what do you know? Like what I don't like is when people say. It's impossible. They talk about facts. You go, it's facts. Mm. It's like no one... It's not something to be factual about, is it? You know? Um, (laughs) It's just like... 
if if I if I was there and I saw it happen, then I can say with without a shadow of a doubt, I know it happened, right? Mm. But if I wasn't there, I can't say that, and I, it's. it's I'm only going to end up digging myself a fucking yeah, you just big hole. Do it. You're just going to do it again. Mate, it's, it's like, um, and the thing is, I, I don't really care. Like, I don't really care. <laughs> there was just that element of, like, fights off. Like, oh, not surprised. What happened? Oh, Fury got cut. Did he? And then you're like, how? Like, obviously he got cut when he was sparring. Like, mm. he wasn't at the barbers, and then all of a sudden, like, he sneezed and he took a nick out of his, like, left eye he got cut sparring but it's just funny ones like oh right yeah. but loads of it is a bit bit weird and it's like sure part of me says it when i know that uh, there's 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 a percentage that are gonna get riled up right but yeah, he's got some fucking fo- he's got some very hardcore followers tyson fury yeah he's got some but, very but, very uh fat, for me Deck, it, when you know people say it's impossible why would he do that? So like, don't go down this. Don't go. Don't open this Pandora's box with me. Because if I can be bothered, mm. we'll go with it. Why? To get out of the fight. Why would he want to get out of the fight? To get all that money. Well, he's got a load of money. He's still going to get a load of money. He wasn't fit. He doesn't want to have it. Like, oh, now he's got to pay him ten million. It's like whoever believes that ten million pound fine business needs looking at. Because imagine this. No, imagine this deck. Imagine this. Imagine he gets cut exactly the same. A week out, he's yeah, last half in a fight, right? Exactly the same. Yeah. They go, ah, oh, fucking hell. I thought we were definitely going to get it. Because he would have to pay that 10 million. And Joe, like, he's fucking, his face is open. His face, his face is hanging off. He's been cut that badly. But the fucker's got a fight. He's already pulled out. Like, no. Mm. No, no, no. If you've got an injury, even if he's got a headache off the morning of the fight, he's entitled to pull out. Because you know why? He might have a fucking minor concussion that he sustained on his last fight and a bleed on the brain. Like, why would you force someone to fight when they're not fit to fight? Yeah, that's a good point. Right? Mm. That, and why would you want to see that? So what's all this... All this you're getting a fine of 10 million quid? Like, if it doesn't happen? Like, I don't believe that for one second. I think I think the nuance of what you were saying was lost when it people thought like Liam Smith for instance thought you would said Tyson's Fury cut himself to get out of the fight which is not what you said you just said you don't know what happened nobody knows what happened which is fair fair enough but I just wanted to clarify whether you thought whether you're in because when I did the story for Boxing News most of the comments said he's bottled it he's pulled out he's done this on blah blah, blah. everyone was saying that and yeah. now so some people are in that camp and some people like me are very vehemently in the other camp like. He's not cut himself. I just can't see it. I can't for for many reasons. I I don't know because I wasn't there, but I can't see it myself. And I was just wondering if you were on the uh, if you were in the razor blade in the bathroom camp or the sparring camp. It's a razor blade. Which way it's gonna go, isn't it? Anonymously, a lot of people will go. I bet he did it. I bet he did it. Is anyone want to stand up? And say in the public, I, I am, I, I'm sure he fucking cut himself. Unless you're part of Usyk's team or Usyk, where you can actually get away with saying that, mm. no one's gonna say it. So it, it's just little whispers, and then you, you sort of say it's a fun thing for people to talk about, which ultimately it is. It's gossip. What is gossip if it's not just a fun thing to talk about? But obviously, mm. there's a lot of people who have this has caused problems for. You know, lost money, lost effort, lost time, lost work. It's, so it's not really funny because someone's got cut and the mm. fight's gone peak tong, like gone by the wayside, it's gone west. But apparently they're going to fight in May. Uh, let's have a break there and then we're back and we're going to talk about briefly a bit more Saudi. 
welcome back to part two deck oh thanks george feel very welcome thank you sound it sound sound right let's talk a little bit about saudi shall yeah, we yeah saudi manage that yeah <laughs> that's the name of every pod this week <laughs> so it's saudi week um i think we i'm i'm recruiting you mm. for like double shifts mate we're gonna we're gonna be uh, i'm available drip feeding be drip feeding pods left right and center is a little nudge for the ECMs who haven't yet, hit the notifications button on your podcast app because uh, we're going to be dropping them thick and fast throughout the week. Might even have a few new listeners this week. That'll be a bonus, mm. wouldn't it, Dick? Yeah, welcome some, to you as well. Some, some casuals, if you showed up, yeah, welcome to you personally. Mm. I'm looking you dead in the eye. Right, so what are the headlines so far, well, let's, Dick? So, well, I think this week, later this week, we'll go into exactly where the fight was going to be won and lost between... Anthony Joshua and Francis Ngannou in Saudi, but it is a it's a it's a big old showpiece event this one as they always are in Saudi. Mm. Um, obviously, Tyson Fury was the first one to sort of test the water with Ngannou, the MMA guy, the UFC champion who always fancied himself as a boxer. Did really well, of course. Dropped Fury, lost on points, but it was very close. Um, and his reward is what are we six months on from that night? Mm. He's got Anthony Joshua, the other superstar of British heavyweight boxing. He's got another crack at it, another bite of the cherry. He's naught and one, Francis Ngannou, of course. And Anthony Joshua is in the form form of his career. He certainly hasn't boxed this regularly since he was a pup, since he was straight out of the Olympics. Um, mm. So it's a very intriguing fight, George. Um, are you excited about this one? Because remember when we spoke before the Ngannou Fury fight, it was very much like this is a circus, this is this is ridiculous. But I feel like the sort of tide has turned a touch because of what he, how well he did against Fury. Are you looking forward to this? No, I am. I am, Deck. I am looking forward to it. Uh, and where I'm, I'm gonna eat my hat, eat humble pie a little bit. That Ngannou is a lot better than I thought he was gonna be, mm. considering he hasn't boxed. Right? I know. And I don't. Maybe it's just because I don't. I've never seen him in the in the UFC sort of setup. I've seen the highlight reel of him icing dudes, but you think, well, you know, if you're punching someone and you're that size with them little mitts on, and they don't know how to get punched as such because mm. they're not used to it, they use the freaking jujitsu wrestling or whatnot, then you're going to get these knockout reel highlights. But he was he was good. He was good against you. I think Fury was exceptionally poor that day you know he was certainly underprepared but he held his form really well um Ngannou and he was he was good so I think he's someone definitely not to sleep on because he'll put you to sleep mm. there's a couple of couple of clips there's probably there's done enough for me to get really excited about this so the promo video is great yeah, um, it's a great promo video you like they've made it if you haven't seen it then obviously watch it it's sort of what what video game are they taking off would you say it's kind of like street fighter i guess it's the old 8-bit um beat em ups is it a beat em up where it's just like two people like street fighter or it's not as advanced as tekken um it's that old yeah. but having said that saudi released an 8-bit game where you can be fury uh, you can be joshua or Nganu. It's just like two buttons and you can punch and you can block and go forward and back. And I, I'm unable to win as Anthony Joshua, but it's really easy to win as Francis Ngarni. So go and check that out. Turkey tweeted it and I had a, I had a few goes on it. Ngarni's 
absolutely ices Joshua every time. But yeah, the the whole theme, the, the the show, the the event is called Knockout Chaos, which is just probably the worst <laughs> name for an event I've ever heard. Knockout Chaos, um, and the whole thing is like eight uh, bit, like old school computer game. They just nail the promo every time. We don't have to keep saying yeah. that. Vi- that video is so good, and they've got them in the promo to punch each other at the same time and fall over on crash mats. It's mad what these people will do now that you know that Saudis are paying. Yeah, them. yeah, exactly. I mean, if they ask me to do a promo video where I get knocked out, <laughs> even if I knock the other guy out, but I get knocked out, I'll be like, "Are you for real?" Like, how much you're gonna have to get paid for that? <sighs> yeah, I'm, that's I'm the thing. They, they would have had a price, wouldn't they? Joshua would have been like, "No chance," and then they go like, "Well, what about if we give you an extra five mil?" We're like, "Oh god, then fuck it." Anyone yeah. can knock me out. <laughs> 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 yeah oh wow so and keeping it topical for, for the for the Saudis they mm. released a clip of him in the arcade he's not in the arcade but he punches the punch machine <sighs> and gone and it just rattles like he gets 999 doesn't he, he yeah gets, he gets, he, which I've never max. seen anyone do before no. so it's like I didn't know that was a that was a thing mm. usually when you go into the arcade they've got like the the record and it is someone's got it but you're like has someone got it? Mm. That's just a bloke who's... That's Mike Goodall who sets it up, plugs it in, <laughs> he boshes it. The first one always goes 99999 and then he leaves and then you when you win a teddy bear if you can get the same. He's won that teddy bear deck. He fucking... He's crushed that teddy bear, hasn't he? Yeah. The whole thing jattles and, and rolls and then you're thinking, I reckon he can fucking whack. They, they're saying he's the hardest punching bloke on the planet. And yeah, like, he's in the, world re- the record, world book of records, isn't he? Yeah, but if he's not a boxer, I'm like, that's a boxer's title, surely. That's a boxer's title. But I've been debating it with um, a few people and, you know, the fact, I mean, I'm not sure exactly of his, of his entire story, but I know he's from Cameroon, you know, he's been, yeah, we'll get into that this week. Work, we'll get it's into that this week. It's an amazing story. But he's got an amazing story. And essentially, he's been developing his strength and his power from a very early age mm-hmm. in, you know, different ways, not in the in the sporting arena. So it's a good one, Dick. I mean, I'm really excited for it. I think, mm-hmm. and obviously Joshua, Joshua's Joshua. Joshua can whack. He's the better boxer. He, as you say, he's in good form, isn't he? The the Valin fight where it was supposed to be a bit tricky after two sort of semi-lackluster fights, I'd, I'd say for Joshua. In form, he's up for it. He can't switch off because he's seen what happens when Fury switched off. He's going to be up for it. Another clip I saw this week, uh, Deck, is Joshua meeting John Fury. I saw that. Obviously, Tyson Fury's dad. <laughs> they're best mates. And, and they're busy mates, aren't they? <laughs> um, peace be with you and um, have a safe flight. I mean, what's John doing there? Is John, well, John fighting on the undercard? No, Roman, call out- Roman Fury's on the undercard. Brother, young, yes. I think he must be the youngest son, or maybe Tommy's youngest, but another one of the one of Tyson's brothers, John's sons. He's boxing uh, a geezer called Svark. I've forgotten his first name. Um, another undefeated fight is Cruiserweight. T- T- Tony Svark. Tony Svark. Yeah, Iron Man. He boxed uh, on the Harlem Eubank undercard in Brighton the other yes. the other month last year. Um, anyway, he's on the undercard. Roman Fury. We'll go into the undercard a bit bit later this week, but. Um, the biggest best fight on there is Jilei Zhang against Joseph Parker which is fucking amazing fight great heavyweight fight like worthy of headline on its own but understandably Joshua Ngannou is the big one because it's just got that intrigue of like 
what if Joshua loses, George? Like, if Fury had lost against Ngannou, it felt like the world would have collapsed that b- back then. But now it's like, if Joshua loses, boxing will kind of lose the plot a bit. It will, it's a bad, yeah. bad look for boxing, but it's not quite as as much of a hammer blow as if Fury had lost that night, do you think? Or am I wrong there? Is it, is it just no, as I embarrassing? Think, I, think, I think it's worse because, you know, you get these upsets in boxing throughout history. You know, is it the biggest upset since, you know, Buster Douglas and Mike mm. Tyson? You think, well, maybe Mike Tyson just was asleep at the wheel. He, you know, taking it lightly and Buster Douglas just got his act together. Was Fury and Ngannou, Ngannou's there, you think he's there to make up the numbers and it's a showpiece fight, but actually he's come to win. He knows a good performance. He's got a, he's got, you know, a future in boxing and Fury just wasn't there. But he thought, ah, he's what is this guy can't beat me in a, in a million years. Whereas this time round, that's not a good enough excuse for Joshua. Joshua can't, can't lose and say, well, yeah, I just thought it'd be an easy fight. Yeah. No, mate, you that's not going to work. Is it's it? True. So pressure's on in that respect. And also I think, well, Joshua's surely going to be a bit cautious. Like he's he's had that cautious mind frame throughout his career since the, well, I think since the Klitschko fight, but definitely since the, the Andy Ruiz fight, where, you know, rightly so, nothing against him, and sometimes been criticised. Sometimes I think it's worked really well for him, but you know, he, he went into the Ruiz rematch to win on points, and he's a couple of times since where it's it's got that little bit of element of, of safety first, and he might need that against Ngannou because I can't see Ngannou coming out and letting his hands go with volume he's going to go for quality over quantity mm. because he punches so hard and he's not really a, a conditioned championship fighter he hasn't got like a dozen 12 rounders in the bank camps let alone fights so yeah how are you excited Deck? yeah I mean I'm, in, I'm excited I'm intrigued by it I think um, I genuinely did think at the time I remember because I was out there covering it Fury Ngannou it felt like if he'd lost that fight, it would have been arguably the biggest upset in all of sport ever because boxing is the only sport where you could get a moment like that where the undefeated heavyweight champion of the world would box a debutant. Like It wouldn't happen in other sports. Um, you know, football in football, you would never get Brazil playing against Halifax. It just wouldn't happen. It can't happen. If Fury had lost that night, everything changes forever. And the same in this one. If jo- But I'm thinking if Joshua loses... He'll probably just get a rematch, I'm sure. Um, but I feel like he'll be so on it because of what happened against Fury, because he's like, oh shit, this guy's no joke. He can punch. He's massive. Um, and he's in, this is his fourth fight in a year. Fourth fight in 12 months, which is mad for him. And he's coming off the back of two knockouts, Hellenius and Valin. And Valin was really violent. That was in December on the 23rd. Um, so now you're thinking... Is he back in form? We'll go. We'll go properly into into Joshua's like how he wins a fight in this week, George. But do you think he's? Do you think he's in top form? Yeah, I think he is. You think he's ready to go? He's back. But, um, yeah, I think he is. I think they're all going to be. I've I've heard Zhang this week. Chat <laughs> shit get zhanged. Yeah, <laughs> that's the best one. Yeah, it says it bang, says bangs everyone. <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna bang. He's gonna. He's gonna zhang Parker. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh it's so good it's uh, so good no, I, it. I can't wait how can right. people watch your fight George do you know this because I do well I'm going to be working the broadcast for Sky Sports Box Office so that, that, that's the way you really want to go if you want to see money. me if, you, if you're listening to, to me right now 
and loving every second of it. You got to tune into Skybox, and if you do pay the twenty, twenty-five quid, whatever it is, and you don't see no, deck, it's twenty quid. It's nineteen ninety-five. It's it's uh, quite cheap. For, they got a for these pr- days. they got a price freeze it. Yeah, it's, I think it's, they have. It's no, Turkey's been on that. He's been he's been insistent on that. Mm. It's on Sky, and you can get it on the zone as well, which is mad these days, isn't it? You get the zone and Sky same same event without any questions. Right, I think that's enough now, Deck. Mm, right, I agree. Uh, I would like the listeners to send in what they think like let us know what you think uh who's gonna win mm. who's gonna steal the show what's gonna be the best fight of the card is there anything we've missed out so far so we've got plenty to run at run at deck when when am i gonna mm. see you next well i think we should do why don't we do well this is gonna obviously this is monday fight is on friday so why don't we do a pod on tuesday and a pod on wednesday mm. we'll have a look at joshua's chances we'll have a look at Ngannou's chances we'll have a look at the whole the whole shebang and yeah we'll we can we can talk about what everyone else is telling us because I feel like it's a bit of a mixed bag. It's not like Joshua's going to chin it. Everyone's on the same card, on the same page. I think everyone's all over the shop. So we want to hear from you. If they want to get in touch, George, what are the socials? Yeah, the socials, Instagram, Twitter and TikTok and it's at GG Boxing Club um, on those three. So send your messages in. Let us know. You can send us a, a cheeky voice note if you want. It might get played. Probably won't. Oh, yeah. That's a shout. Bring them back. Instagram yeah. voice notes. Yeah. Instagram voice notes. So they're the socials. You can email us if you really want to go to town on it. That's ggboxingclub at crowdnetwork.co.uk. Um, anywhere else they can listen to? Um, obviously, if you're on Apple, you can leave a review. And if you've got something to tell us on that Apple, ping it in. Get it on. We'll, we want to hear it. Anywhere you can get your thoughts to us, we, we want to... Um, we want to get them. We want to get them in. We want to absorb them, and we'll try and use them, utilize them in our pods for the rest of the week. Yeah, if you could send us a script and some clever puns and jokes, yeah, that would be even better. Yeah, if anyone's got any money as well, they, they don't. They, they don't need to send it in as well. Yeah, let me start that again. Don't worry about <laughs> sending us a script, but if you can send us money, right, <laughs> we will have every penny of it. Yeah, and if you've got any food, like pff, take anything, won't we? Bring back people sending us food. Hold on, we got the weigh in Thursday, so let's oh, not. Yeah, um, yeah it's heavyweight, so they're fine. Um, okay, well, in that case, then George, we better wrap up because we got to um, we got to prep ourselves. We got to get. I'll probably go to the sauna now to make weight in in order for, to do the record for Tuesday and Wednesday. Let's wrap it. Let's wrap let's, it, Deck. Let's what wrap gonna, it up. Um, I've picked Bob Dylan, Suburban Homesick Blues. Um, for what? For the rap. Face full of bags at top of the heat. I thought you were talking about our, I thought you were talking about our playlist, the Ring Walk, which is on Spotify, which is on the uh, the link tree, as is the Tickster Live Show, which is May the twenty second at the Shepherd's Bush Empire. Um, Francis and Garnu may or may not be there that night. We cannot confirm that yet, um, but we can confirm that he will fight Andy Joshua on Friday, and we'll be discussing it later this week. George, I can't wait to see you there. See you there, Dave. Bye.